Oh, the Maple Leafs. They were just plain sleepy. Had nothing to do with the Kings kicking their ass, right? This is L.A. Kings Fan Talk with Rodney, Rob, Darren, Mike, and Joe. All right, all right, all right. The Kings are 7-2-2 two, two to start the season. Woo-hoo! Mike, what do you make of this team so far? Boys are buzzing, man. The boys are buzzing. Playing great team uh, defense and offense is clicking, so you know things are going good. Uh, Talbot's playing good, and McClellan keeps riding him, so ride him as you can. Joe, what do you think? Scoring goals is a good feeling. Right. Lots, lots of goals. Lots and lots of goals. And it uh, started off a little you know, shaky, but since then, I mean, obviously, they've lost to teams that are, you could say considerably, or not considerably, but you could consider better than them. But they are winning the games that they should win, and uh, decisively in most cases. So, yeah, uh, a lot of positives. Coach is doing something right right now. How, for him. how many years did we go through, us longtime Kings fans, of just being low-scoring defensive teams? Like, all the years of our lives, basically? And now we're a high-scoring team? It's, it's, it's awesome to watch. Not not to derail the conversation, going back to the hot or not thing, but Talbot should have gotten a vote for hot because since uh, his first couple of games, that that guy has definitely been playing great. So, anyways, uh, I'll add that as a footnote. Nice little footnote there, Darren. What do you think? Yeah, I think we've been playing well. I, I really like, like Mike said, the team defense and. Uh, it's really fun watching them score goals. We're really deep, and I think we knew that coming in, but it's really shown. Like, we have basically a line and a half that's not doing anything between the PLD line, like, when they're on the ice. You know, I know Fiala does some stuff on the power play and stuff, but... And then the more Dino Cali uh, line, it's, like, good, but they don't seem like they're contributing offensively as much as the other lines. Um, but it doesn't matter. We, we're just so deep. We're so good. And I think it doesn't matter. Did you not watch the NHL top 10 highlights of the week, which showed more with an awesome backhand pass across the crease to Deneau? who's the only True. Kings top 10 highlight, but okay. By the way, that was, uh, do you notice there's, I, I think, uh, three Maple Leaf defenders and the goalie all could have stopped that pass. I was <laughs> watched it. I don't know. I just, I watched it like three times. When they had all those guys there. Anyway. Yeah. Darren, what? Once, uh, once more spun around, they all kind of just froze. Yeah, and <laughs> they just watched him. <laughs> yeah, and then even had a guy coming back to get Dano. Uh, Dano is the one who put the puck in, right? Yeah. Yeah. So they even had a guy coming back to get his stick too. Had, literally had four guys back, and nobody did anything. I'm a, I'm a little confused. Did Darren say the Dano Kaliev more line is not productive? Yeah, yeah. I feel like they're as productive as the Kempe Kopitar Byfield line. Well, what about the Fiala Dubois, the Ferrer line? Are they more no, productive than No, no, no. I them? said that line. He said that line was doing the worst. but yeah. okay. That line is the worst. And then I think the fourth line is probably technically the like second there. But because they're the fourth line, we don't have as much expectation of, on them. Right. And then I think, I don't know, it just feels like five on five. They have more who's on a, a heater right now. And besides that, I mean, 
I don't know. It doesn't feel like they're doing as much as the Kempe Byfield Copa Turlin. That's well, all I mean. Okay. Well, what I'm looking at is 12 goals by that line, and and Kopitar's line has a total of nine. No, I'm sorry. Has a total of 12 as well. Yeah, but that's so, including power play goals, right? Uh, Sure, and I'm sure Kopitar has scored a power play goal or two, so is, so is Kempe, no? Do we have empty net power play goals? Because then, yes, yeah, yeah. Kempe. and and Kempe, <laughs> Kempe has two has two empty nets. I'm just sticking. Up, I'm just sticking up for that line. I'm sticking. I'm trying to stick up for for the Danola line because I I really really think people quite understand how good they are. Oh, I totally agree. Okay. They're they're definitely uh yeah total driving force. I, I think they've been one of our best lines. I don't follow course hearing that shit, but I guarantee you. If you look that crap up, they're carrying possession. And if it's not possession or like humming their other team in their own zone, I don't know how that all is scored and all the stats. But yeah, I mean, in terms of, yeah, I'm a big to know guy. Obviously, yeah. you guys yeah. know that. But yeah. Um, anyways, yeah. No, they're honestly, I would, I would, I would make the argument they're one of our best lines right now in terms of yeah, we only have four but, lines I mean, but that's, that's they're one of our top four lines right there <laughs> well, no i would i would wager that they're they're probably um uh Say in terms it. of time on ice probably giving up the, the least amount of goals i don't know or scoring chances i, I don't it. know this is I just, all pure, pure speculation yeah i love it we, we're all about the eye test we're not pulling analytics out here it's all about the eye test exactly. i just like i just like or actually, I hate listening to people say, <laughs> you know, uh, Kaliev's just a passenger on that line. You know what? Go f yourself. Hey, I, I'm dude, so give us some more. Give us some more. What? The, because the why? Couple, the last couple goals he scored, there's two where he's standing still. I you mean, know how hard that is? And, no, I was going to say, it makes me hard. Like, <laughs> give me a chub, you know, That's a twisted wrister right there. there just, just stands there and just, like, takes his time and just roofs it. Short side, top corner on the with no momentum. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, just impressive. Yeah, yeah, and and people that haven't played won't understand how hard that is. That's and that's probably most of Twitter that's never played. So, well, I will say uh, also I was watching the Canadian broadcast for the um, Maple Leaf game. They were definitely mentioning that uh, Trevor Morris from Thousand Oaks, but they're also uh, <laughs> talking about. Uh, yeah, how impressive he's been this season. So, what that's I don't know what, where that came from, but it was cool to watch the national broadcast and like they had done their homework. They were, you know, they were talking about Thousand Oaks. They're talking up all the Kings' younger players. Just it was kind of cool to see. Well, well, since you bring up the national broadcast, you know, another another people that can go and take it. Um, oh, the Maple Leafs, they were just playing sleepy. It had nothing to do with the Kings kicking their ass, right? It's it's bec it's because the Maple Leafs decided they didn't want to play, and I even threw out the tweet: three straight games that the Kings have made the opposing crowd boo their team on the ice. They booed them in Toronto, they booed them in in Ottawa, and they booed them in Philly. Oh, I thought they were they were big Drew Daddy fans. Yeah. <laughs> I misunderstood. No, they weren't booing us. They were booing their own team. That's how pathetic <laughs> right. we yeah, were making Drew, them look. Drew. So the Kings are definitely. 
fun to watch right now. They are fun yeah, to watch. That was funny to hear, though, Rob, because I heard that, too. Oh, the Maple Leafs are so sleepy today. They just came off a road trip. <laughs> They're sleepy. Yeah. You know, this happens all yeah, the time. Yeah, the Kings will make teams, teams look like that, you know? They just came off a road trip. Meanwhile, the Kings are on a road trip. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all that stuff's stupid. <laughs> Maple Leafs suck. I'll just say that. <laughs> the Maple Leafs suck. Some of the Edmonton Oilers. Oh, how awesome is that right now? Oh, dude. Yeah, Talk about good times. Wait, what's what's more awesome? Are the Edmonton Oilers sucking or the Sharks setting records for just... Oilers. It's Oilers. Yeah, it is. Because of our recent playoff battles with them and having McDavid right. and Drysaddle well, on the the two best players in the league, you know? Yeah, yeah. What I just said, and, but yeah. And their fan, <laughs> their fan base is worse than the Sharks' fan base, right? They're they're jumping up there into what territory? They're jumping up into like Maple Leaf duck, duck, fan duck, base duck territory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're up there. Per capita ducks. Well, it's also because what they're so pathetic, you almost feel sorry for them. Are you they're talking bad, about the Ducks that just won five games in a row? What are you talking no, about? Oh, the Sharks. I'm oh, okay, about okay. The sharks. <laughs> Darren was about to get pissed, so I just uh, yeah. I jumped in there for him, trying to defend hey. his ducks. That's his second team, I think. No, oh. God, no. Third, third team. No, not even close. <laughs> okay. But yeah, it's serious. so what are the Sharks? What's the record they set since 1965? First team that had 10 goals scored against them back to back games. That's yeah. that's impressive, actually. I'm not even mad. It's like eating a whole wheel of cheese. Yeah, I think they have to play then. I think they have like. Like ten goals in ten games too. Or yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I think they're up to twelve after the other night. But yeah, yeah. they've they're, given up fifty-five. They, they've scored twelve. They're on pace for like the fourth worst goals against and the highest uh, goal differential or something like that. Are, are they kind of overdoing it? Like trying if you're trying to tank for, you know? I don't know why they're tanking this year. Why yeah. wouldn't you do it last year? Like I, I don't know anything about the. Celebrini kid who's supposed to be the first overall pick this year. It's way too long or way too far from the draft to think about it. But why wouldn't you do it last year when you had Bedard and Fantilli? But I don't think, uh, yeah, I don't think it was on purpose. But well, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Did you say on porpoise because of the sharks? <laughs> I did not say that, but maybe. Uh, okay. Hey, since you guys are talking about around the league stuff right now, do we do it? Do we talk about? The horrible incident over in uh, Europe. Oh, oh my God! I don't. Oh, I don't want to. It's so bad. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I, I, I'll just frame it this way: that um, I mean, I don't know anything about either of the two guys, other than apparently the uh, uh, American guy um, Johnson, right? Played for the yes, the yeah. Penguins back then. Yeah, played for the Rain or um, whatever a few years ago. Learn that after the fact, but uh, my take on it is that uh, that was absolutely intentional um, in that he made an extremely dangerous play, regardless of the outcome, and the outcome is a byproduct of that extremely dangerous play. And then I, I don't know if you, you can edit this now about the politics of it. People start talking about racism. Say, like, I don't think the guy should go to jail. I don't. Uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, that's a very gray area, but um, 
he should absolutely live a life of shame and, and disappointment because he made a really poor decision that probably outweighed any uh, thing that he ever thought about when when he did that. But uh, but yeah, uh, extremely dirty, shameful. Hang your head in the corner, and yeah, that's all I got to say. Do you guys remember back in the uh, like '89 or something like that '90s? Uh, Clint Malarchuk, the goalie, got his neck slashed with a skate was, back in the day too, but he survived. But what about Richard Zednick? Did you see that one? You, you oh, that was even more recent. Yeah, yeah, that was like ten years ago, um, and that that was similar in that the the person's leg was like you know flying through the air but it was different in that that guy got hip checked and like flipped over the guys uh joe it's funny you said that it's almost exactly how i feel about it too i'm hoping he's a human being and he beats himself up for the rest of his life i don't think he should go to jail for it but i hope he feels like shit every single night about it and that could happen to anybody so i actually did not watch it I just don't want to see it, yeah. but did it like Joe was saying? Did it did it look too intentional to you guys? He looked you like have he to, you have like, to see it to understand it. I think like just because he basically is <laughs> skating laterally across the blue line, and the the player with the puck, the guy who gets killed, um, he makes a bad line towards him. Basically, like he's trying to line him up, but the, his other player gets in front of him too, and so. It's one of those situations where you're going to get beat, and you can, if you're facing the player, stick your knee out. And you can't see me sticking my knee out, but that sort of thing. He basically does like a almost like a ninja kick, like yeah. come turns it's, his his, his momentum's going that way, and he sweeps his leg over that direction, presumably to trip him, or you know, which would have been bad regardless. Um, and then. He loses his balance, and then the guy's also at a low trajectory when it happens because he's making a cut back up the other side of the ice. So it's definitely, like, in terms of, like, like yeah, I guess he qualifies like a Murphy's Law thing, like, just, just like a real bad, like, situation. But apparently, and I don't know, like, that's why I always say, like, throw him in jail. Apparently, the guy's uh, – got a reputation uh he led the league in penalty minutes last year and that doesn't mean anything other than that he's involved with like that he plays on the line exactly but where i think like how are you going to take that to it like in one that's happened in britain but even if it was in the u.s how do you take that to court like you're playing a sport like it's such a great area but anyways i'll show you about it i just watched it the the whole racist narrative because people want to throw him in jail, people want to throw him in jail because it was fucking like a really fucking stupid decision on his part that cost somebody his life. If it was on the street, you know, not in a sporting event, somebody doing something reckless like that, driving drunk, blah blah blah. Danny Healy. Uh, yeah, I, exactly. Yes, and uh, he should have gone to jail, as far as I'm concerned. Not for life, but he should have gone to jail. Anyway, uh, well, so it, since you bring that up, I would I would love for it to be a Danny Heatley situation. Parents forgive Danny Heatley. I, that had a lot of weight on him not going to jail. By the way, um, and Danny Heatley sincerely feels bad. Yep, and he Danny Heatley 
sincerely feels bad about it. And I'm sure he's beating himself up still to this day. And I would, if that's happening, if we're all human in this, then, uh, then let it go. Yeah, yeah that, sounds was super, like that, that was super dirty, though. I just watched that so, first time. That was super dirty. I haven't seen the clip, but sounds like the other issue was there was no medical, like, major medical. Oh, it, um, it didn't, it didn't matter. Happen. It doesn't matter. It, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Yeah, it, it didn't matter. matter. I don't know. Yeah. But they, 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 they did bring him back to life, that. too, like in the ambulance, apparently. He died there. He died at the rink, and then they brought him back. But I, I remember when the Richard Zedek thing happened, they were saying that, the only reason that Richard Zegnett lived is because it wasn't completely severed. Apparently, right. when you're fucking uh, the right. artery gets if it gets completely snapped, yeah, it goes and it sucks back into your body. It's impossible for them to reattach it. He he had you know uh, some right. part of the vessel still connected, and they're able to uh, yeah. fix it because of that. But yep. yeah, yeah. What was that guy doing? What's that? So what was that guy doing? The guy that hit him, like. Trying to stop him, trying to trip him. Yeah, I mean, it was just it was just a reckless play, like just extremely reckless. Um, in that the best case scenario is that he uh, takes his shin across both of his knees. Yeah, that's really the best outcome. Another outcome is that he hits him right in the gut and uh, severs of you know whatever something uh, you know in his uh, torso. I don't know whatever. The only reason I wanted to bring it up is because I just. Like people, I just don't like when people like outside of hockey or like like watching that and stuff. And I understand why people are, are, are like on the hockey side of things. Are like, oh, he deserves to go to jail because it's like awful. Like it was intentional, not severing his jugular or whatever you call it. Um, clearly intentional to injure and oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so at the end of the day, for me, I agree with Rob. Cooler heads prevail. That guy has to live with it the rest of his life. So he's he's the one. He's he's the one. In and uh, aside from the guy that died, in the uh, worst part of this equation. So, yeah. Yeah. Condolences to his family, though. Sucks. Yeah, for sure. Really quick, yeah, that I mean, change in your guys' I mean, opinions? Would you, if you were in the NHL, would you start wearing a neck guard? Or yes, any hockey? I, league? I think it's overdue. Like all that stuff, even the legs, like the socks, because. Whoever got there was it uh, Carlson? Car- or Carter got jacked yeah. up. Carter had it. Yeah, that Carlson too, too. I think. Yeah, I went. I went online. I checked out those uh, neck guards and whatnot. They're all sold out right now. But yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't think it's like immediately gonna make me go get one, but it's definitely something I've looked at. So maybe next time I upgrade my gear, we'll grab one. All right enough morbid talk let's get into the king's upcoming schedule rob why don't you lead us into that all right so we got one more game on the road trip against vegas um i believe that is wednesday and then we come back home which is a short short trip right because it's vegas and to play pittsburgh so back-to-back nights and then flyers Panthers, Blues, before we go back out on the road. All right, so you're telling me our next game is against the team that just beat Colorado, what, 7 nothing like that? Something like that? Correct. And then Correct. the following game is the team that just beat the Sharks 10-2 to two or something like that. Something like Correct. That. So, uh, Darren, what do we got to do? Uh, I think we got to keep 
<clears throat> rolling our lines like we have been. I unfortunately we gotta keep rolling with Talbot. I don't mean that unfortunately like he's been playing poorly. Uh, I mean that unfortunately in the sense that he's playing a lot of games, and I don't know if that's necessarily a great thing for our long term success because he does have a history of injuries the last few years. Um, but I'm, glad you, Talbot, I'm glad you clarified yourself there because. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. I, I again, he's playing awesome, and I I like that he's playing awesome. I mean, it's you know really good for the Kings and the fact that we got him for a million dollars. I'm glad we didn't pay Corpusalo or any of those guys the money they made. It didn't make any sense. But we got to be careful with his games because he does have that history of injuries. Recently, he is an older goalie. Whatever. I, I think uh, keep playing like the way we have been and rolling our lines and play smart defensively and I, I think we can we can definitely beat Vegas. Like we were right there with them in the last game. Heck our our our, our AHL team beat them in the preseason. Beat their NHL team. So yeah, we could we could pull it off. Right, Mike? What do you think? Yeah. No, I think Do we need to call it Podgins or whatever's gonna be? <laughs> I'd love it. That would be awesome. I think a lot of what Darren said, but also uh I mean between Vegas, the Boston game, the Colorado game, I felt like we were all in those games, except for goaltending was the key difference. Their their goaltender stood out better than ours did. Uh, so if Talbot plays well like he has been playing, we'll be good to go. Uh, kind of to piggyback off what Darren said, though, it's funny how McClellan, beginning the season, was saying, you know, we're going to go back-to-back with these goalies. They're going to rotate as much as possible, and he abandoned that real fast. I think the play of Copley led him to that. I mean – I would like to see Copley get a little bit more of a rhythm. I think that would help him. But uh, I'm a little surprised he didn't play one of those games against Ottawa or Philly. When's uh, our next back-to-back? I don't think he'll get in until it's, we have a back-to-back. It's the, 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 our next two, this is the back-to-back yeah, coming yeah, in. Our next two it. games yeah. are back-to-back. Um, <laughs> af- after the Philadelphia game, it was nice to hear Tortorella, who's who's a realist, whether you like him or not. Yeah. He's a realist. What did he say? He said twice in the – Post game interview, how good the Kings are. He goes, man, that team. We we just that was a really good hockey team in the beginning of his uh, statements, and at the end, he said, you know, when you get a you run into a team that's rolling like that. So he recognized the play of the Kings. So and and we got them again when we come home. So yeah, but like so in that game, I was like thinking in like the first five, 10 minutes, like, all right, this is going to go sideways. Cause they had moments, they had offensive presence and stuff, but it wasn't like they were really like dictating the play or, or whatever. And then did they, they scored in the first period, two goals. I don't know. I, I blend all of these games together, but um, it, it was, it was two to nothing late in the second. Okay. Okay, so um, yeah, so point being is, yeah, there's like nothing, nothing, you know, going that long in, into uh, your what third road game. I just expected it eventually is going to catch up. Put it this way, I guess what I'm trying to say is the first 20 minutes, I did not think the Kings were dominant by any stretch. Like they had stretches where they're like their possession, but they're also giving up chances. Like kind of flippantly, so and uh, that's what he was getting at was, you know, he thought, hey, you know, we might have a chance here. It's two to nothing late, and then they have the power play. If we can make it two one, we're in this. 
And then all of a sudden we score two quick ones and we're, yeah. they go into the third losing four, nothing. And he goes and and what do you do? You can't, you can't come back against a team that's on that hot of a roll. That's that good. Oh, even in general, four, yeah. nothing. I like it. It's good to hear. It's good to hear. All right. So who do we got after the, the Knights? Would you say Rob? It's P- Pittsburgh flyers, Panthers, and the blues. So we're talking one, two, three, four, five games, 10 points possible. Rodney, how many points are we getting out eight. of those 10? We're getting a solid eight. That's it. You want me to expand on that? Do you want me to tell you who it's going to be? Yep. I don't know who it's going to be, but I <laughs> think we're going to beat the Knights. Uh, bring them down to earth just a, just a tad, just a okay. tad, but to beat them would, would, would be huge. And, uh, our progression forward this season. How many, Mike? How many points out of the ten? I think eight. I think we uh, could beat Vegas too. I mean, Darren's second favorite team just beat them tonight, so uh, he could show they're they're beatable, you know. Uh, and then Copley, we'll see how Copley does versus Pittsburgh, but we should be able to beat Pittsburgh no problem. Uh, there's probably one stinker in there somewhere, but I think we get eight points. Darren, nine points. I think we're our only loss is going to be an overtime loss. And to to Kachuk. Because Dowdy's going to throw a fit, maybe the floor. I, I, I project maybe <laughs> Pittsburgh. Okay, come back off the road. Okay, Joe playing. Yeah, uh, I uh, going to say that they win the Vegas game and win them one of the two against Pittsburgh or Philadelphia. I think they're going to get like what is this, five games we're talking about. Yeah. I'm I'm expecting like maybe five or six points out of it. I, I'm expecting a couple of duds. Okay. Wow, 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 Rob, what do you think? Well, it's, I mean, it's, you know, we're you're on the streak, so yeah, I yeah, I don't, I can see, I can see us maybe looking past uh, St. Louis at the end of this road at, of the home stand because after St. Louis, we're going to go on a little short two gamer against the Coyotes and Ducks on the road there. And maybe if we're looking, pe- and I'll I'll actually be okay to maybe even lose two of these next five games, if we could go on that road trip and kick the crap out of the Coyotes again, and then just demolish the Ducks. So, do you want to kick the crap out of the Coyotes, or do you want to rip their hearts out like Dowdy did? Like yeah, super late. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Hey, and what while we're talking about the Coyotes, real quick, I I, I admire Jersey. I admire him. I do. I think I think he's in a real good spot to be a leader on a team and where all his attributes will be appreciated a lot there, you know. You like sticking sure. up for himself and fighting some dude that when he just and got just, rocked instead of waiting and for just somebody else. Yeah. Running power plays and, and yeah. being energetic. I he's it doesn't he's, in a good spot. he's not uh the mistakes that he makes are not as important because they're not in a playoff. Like if they make the playoffs this year, it's they're playing with house money. Yes. Right. So like if they make, if he makes mistakes it doesn't matter to to some extent you know he absolutely burned Dowdy like he did just yeah. fall and embarrassed him give him <laughs> Dowdy, credit Dowdy, Dowdy's Dowdy's he might he might be the reason why Dowdy yeah, no, right? right no Dowdy said after that game he was like uh, I was yeah, so embarrassed when that happened that. since I was like a rookie or something Mike you I don't know you probably heard what he said go ahead. No, no, it was something like uh, I let him walk right around me and score that goal. And he said he was all. That's the most embarrassed I've been 
in a, whatever a long time since I was a rookie or whatever. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you know this, but Dowdy was wearing his earbuds at the time, and he, and he was listening to that song, uh, "Dorsey's Mom Has Got It Going On" or something like that. So, well, there's also a lot of the, like the Drew Dowdy divorce talk too about hey, like you know, true. having the the game. Mm, uh, that's you true. Know, don't want to bring personal shit up, but uh, ouch, ouch, Joe, ouch. He's got better hands. He doesn't have anything weighing down his hands. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> uh, you said that I didn't. <laughs> uh, I think Joe wanted to mention somebody. Who'd you have, Joe? Are you talking about Cam Talbot? Uh, is that who you're talking about? Then okay. It, I said that earlier, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But let's pretend you didn't. So, who do you <laughs> say, Joe? Cam Talbot, yeah, uh, yeah, totally. Uh, I like unsung it. hero. I like it. He's got like he's got he's got the stats that everybody, everybody's like, oh, you got to have at least like a nine fifteen save percentage, right, whatever. Right. And I don't right think he's got him. Not even that. Uh, I, I, like the last five or six games that I know he has that, but I, I don't know if it, what it is overall. I don't follow stats, but regardless, shutout last game, right? Uh, uh, two goals the game before, one goal the game before that, from my memory. Uh, yeah, pretty. Uh, yeah, I'll do and, one. And, and not just winning because stalwart de- defense. Uh, he's making saves. Like, he's making. He yeah, he's. Yeah. And not letting softies in, which is more important right. than making yeah. saves. He's at 923 right now, save percentage. Yeah. Overall? Yeah. Oh, that's impressive. That boy, Talbot. I got, I got one. A uh, little coach, shout out. So, so you have to go with the coach, right? Coach is doing it right. Oh, okay. So Joe's doing too. I That's know cool. what he said at the beginning of the season, and I, I'm I'm a fan of, of of the North Pole. But <laughs> hey, dude, when he makes the right decision and it goes right, you got to give the coach the credit. That a boy, coach. Uh, I'm gonna give a little shout out to Andreas England. A lot of people were like, "What do we?" bring this AHL hack on our team. And I was telling people, hey, it's for his physicality. But on top of that, he's playing good defense. He's fighting people. He's sticking up for people. He's scoring beautiful backhand goals, possibly off of other people's sticks, but whatever. Uh, he's feel- beautiful. He's- I'm calling no, right he- here. He is the left. Top shelf. Top he's going to be the dude. new left-handed Matt Green. Calling right dude, he's- here. He's got that... Uh- he's got that Dolph Lundgren vibe to him. You know, he's just like, right. I will break you. <laughs> yeah. Anybody else got a shout out for no, anybody? I totally, agree. I totally agree with you on that. By the way, right? It's Everybody it's real. Is. It's real hard to give shout outs because that's how that's how good the start has been. Right? When you look at when you look at Grunstrom with his four goals, the the play of Lazat not only on the fourth line but penalty killing and and all the energy he's doing. The England we haven't even begun to even speak about Roy and Gavrikov. How absolutely solid they've been. Mikey Anderson is still Mikey Anderson. He's not done anything to sit there and go, "Hey, he, you know, he doesn't deserve everything he's earning." It's the the whole team. It's like what Joe said. That's why your answer was good, Joe, on the who's hot, who's not. The L.A. Kings are just off to a great eleven game start. It's it's one of the best ones we've had in a long, long time. And well, the, the then, stat, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to disagree with you then, Rob, because. That seemed very easy for you to say everything you just said, and that was a lot of shout outs. So go ahead, Mike. Well, I was gonna say, look at the stat sheet, too. I mean, when's the last time, if ever, where we have what are like four or five guys like close to a point a game? It's crazy. 
I know Kempe, Fiala, and Kopitar over either yeah. point per game or over. Kempe's so disgruntled because he's missing so these shots, and it, he's leading the team in points. Yeah. Moore, Moore's I mean, he's got tied 11 Fiala, as well. But yeah. Moore's got a point a game. Byfield's got Byfield's 10 out of 10. 11. Yeah. And then Kelly has 7 out of 9. So Deneau and Anderson, all 7. Yep. They're all right there. Yep. Good times. Good times to be a Kings fan. Hey, Rob, I, I feel like you have something to say. What do you got? No, I was going to say I got a, a tiny segment. Okay, that let's I'll, do it. I'll moderate for you. So, yes, we are we are on a hot start, and you don't – McClellan has, has proven he will not change lines when we are winning, even if some lines are a little slow, a little, you know, non-productive. True. So, but – if you could change the lines right now, what are you throwing out there? What do you got, Rod? You you start us. You're gonna hate this because I've been thinking the exact same thing. I would swap Kaliev and Laferriere. Few games, see how that goes. But in the preseason, Kaliev looked really good playing with Fiala and Dubois, and that's the line that's struggling a little bit right now. Maybe a little chemistry thing. I don't know. Right, and could you imagine if that line gets going, how good we would be? I can, oh. and that's why I want to see it. But what do you what do you got, Darren? I don't know if I would change anything. Okay. Uh, I, think I knew you'd say that. Here's <laughs> here's why. Uh, Laferriere is a very good puck chaser, or like he's the one who goes and gets the puck for that unit. And I don't think that's Kaliev's role. Like I don't think he's the kind who's going to go get the puck. I think he's more of a scorer. And so I don't think I would move them just because I think that would create a little imbalance there of you don't have a puck chaser on that in that group. Mike, what do you think? <laughs> Mikey, would you change anything at all? Uh, no. The only thing that uh, kind of scares me is if someone gets hurt in the like the middle six, that Trevor Lewis is the guy to get bumped up because they did that in the first game where he was like up there, I don't know, skating with, I think uh, – with uh, PLD and Fiala. Yeah, that's going backwards. That's the third line. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, but that's my only fear is they would move Trevor Lewis up. So you don't want to that take... That was because I, we didn't I, have money. I like Trevor Lewis right there at fourth right wing. I got no problem with that at all. But the, I feel like that he's like a... He's like a... Uh, like that a was because we didn't have any where, money, though. Joe, what are you... You willing to change anything? Uh, let me start by saying this. I'm glad he brought this up because something I had a thought about uh, four or five games ago. The Kings have literally been using the same lines for the most part for probably close to 12 months. It, like, if not, at least through halfway through last season. And most people get mad because the coach always puts the lines into a, a blender when something does, you know, they go on and you know, lose three games in a row. So for better, for worse, as much as people want to, some people want to talk crap about McClellan, you have to give him, I will give him credit for that. Like you're sticking with the, I'll give him credit right now. That works, the stuff that works. So to, to answer your question, no, don't change anything because you're, the fourth line is scoring goals. Like, what do they have? Six, seven goals now, something like that. Everybody's contributing. Even the the line that should be contributing more 
in terms of an even strength play, which would be the uh, Fiala and the notorious PLD and uh, uh, whatever. Uh, yeah, so on that front, I would like to ask the rest of the panel, like, what do you think about the, the them, uh, the coach keeping the lines consistent for that period of time? For the most part, I know there's been a couple of tweaks, but you've had to know with more and uh, uh, Kopey and Kempe. Yeah, yeah, Kopey and Kempe and Byfield's been on that for most of last year, blah, blah, blah. I'll take your I, thoughts off the air. <laughs> uh, well, I'll tell you right now, Joe, you, you, we, have, uh, we have many, many podcasts where I have said out loud, I am a Todd McClellan fan. I support him 100%. It's, I don't think it's ever been a coaching problem. I think, I think it's always been player issues and, you know, little, I, I, I'm, I, I like the system. I've always liked his system. I just don't think the players have played it well enough now. And I think we're watching full understanding of how the system's supposed to work. Yeah, I think you would like to see him maybe rotate in a guy or two on like back to backs, you know, save some of the older legs, but we're seven, two and two, like, I don't know. Are we, it's getting a little nitpicky if we're making changes to lines and stuff. Right. Oh, so got so, another, got another one. Oh, what's up? Rick? I was going to piggyback off that. What's the, the follow-up question is that what happens when Arvison comes back, but that's like months so, on the road. Which, which I was going to get to, uh, that's exactly what I was going to talk about is when you really think how solid the lines are and how consistent we've been with them. And I, I think everyone would think, think let's not change anything. Arvidsson's going to come back, you know, and there's guys down, down in the AHL that are, that are kind of, I mean, Turcotte is NHL ready. I really think that Brant Clark, I think, I think he's a point per game right now, right? Uh, Brant Clark is nhl ready uh it just we're we're we are built to uh to sustain some injuries and some wackiness a little bit too so we're in we're in a real good spot i think yeah i think i think we saw that last year too with like we always had we always seemingly had one guy injured but it didn't matter because we had nine top nine forwards and i think with Turcotte and Laferriere, we have that depth still, even if it's not like we, we have it, they could go down to the minor still and yeah. like they could be there and, and come back up and play a top nine role and we'd be fine. Yeah. Yeah. I think no matter what happens, uh, even if Laferriere plays amazing, Arvison comes back, gets cleared medically, they'll send Laferriere down. Even if it's just to show that Arvison can still play so they could trade him before the deadline. And then we'll see what happens there. Yeah, it turns into like, well, if, you know, we're expected to be a very good team, deep playoff run, then you kind of want to keep Arvidsson and not trade him, uh, even though you lose him for nothing. But it'd be better to have him in the lineup than not have him, right? Unless LaFerriere turns into Arvidsson. But then when we run into cap issues next year, I mean, we'll have some cap space, but then you know we can let Arvidsson walk. I hear nothing but good problems, actually. Yeah. What were you going to say, Joe? Uh, no, and I uh, agree with both Rodney and Mike. The, obviously, like, if Arvison comes back, Laferriere is going down. Like, it's 
I think you have to play a guy who's getting paid five million dollars, whatever. Uh, what I was going to ask you is because I know you're a big Clark fan. Um, not that you shouldn't be, but Spence is playing, in my opinion, playing well. Like not, not wowing. But he's on the third pairing. He's a sixth defense. Do, do you, sure. Are you okay with the fact that Clark is in the minors and Spence is because he's a right-handed defenseman? playing I, in his spot. He's a low, he's the lowest guy in the total pole. The only reason why I'm okay. The only reason why I'm okay is because I feel Spence is an NHL defenseman. That's the only reason why I'm okay. But he absolutely is. Like he's I, he's played this year like the I mean he does not look out of place at all. Nope, not at all. I I think he started a little timid and he's gotten more confident. I, I do I will Double down and stand by previous statements. I think Clark is better. No, I, I no. He also has a way more potential. Yeah. Point being is, if you're going to eventually have to move somebody off the right side, whether for salary or whatever, to make a spot for Clark, uh, who do you move at this point? And for me. Daddy, <coughs> daddy. Sorry. I, I, I think honestly, I think that's a ridiculous statement. I mean, I yeah. do not like the shit that Dowdy fucking. No, I love him. I, that was just we're, we're messing with you. Okay, fair enough. That's, yeah, that's bullshit. Because keep uh, them all. There's always going to be injuries. Keep them all. We're good. Yep. No, but Joe, Joe's right. But it's I think it's either uh, Roy or Spence, but. It kind of comes down to oh, answer. Roy's so Come valuable on. too. I don't know. It's but, but who else could be? Just let him play. Like just let him play. Yeah. Like yeah. there's nothing wrong with at this point. There's nothing wrong. With just keep playing. Mark it. playing in the martyr. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, talking, about, I'm talking about next year. I'm talking about next year. Oh, okay, fair enough. But this year, like we're rolling. Yeah. And, and, and the other thing is too. The other thing is too is like Spence is playing well, but it's like you can't send him down because I mean, look what he did in Ontario. He earned it, his right to be in the NHL. Yeah, so in like a hundred games, they had like eighty nine points. Like, so you're gonna have to move somebody at some point. So to Martin Burke, you're either gonna move Spence or Roy is probably the reality of the situation, correct? Right, like over the next year or two, one of those two is gonna have to go. You Uh, ready? Ready to have your mind blown? Go ahead. Brock Faber is the leading minute skater for the Minnesota Wild and is playing phenomenally. We we were just so loaded on that right side. I always knew he was going to be really good. Yep. So, if, can we turn one of those guys? What? Because Faber turned into Fiala for us. Yep. So, if we could turn one of those guys that since we got extra into another top three forward, not let's let's shoot for the stars instead of top six forward. Let's let's. Who knows. And, and so in terms of right-handed defensemen, we definitely maximize Jersey's value on that respect because Spence is, I want to say way better than him, but easily equivalent, brings as much, except for maybe the fact that Jersey is willing to get his face punched in yeah. versus teammates, um, you know. My only thing was with uh, Jersey is that I think we could have got – could have gotten a little more for him, but, but yeah, I'm a Jersey fan. I think it's hard because I don't think any team was going to give up a first for Jersey. 
And so it's like, what more could you have gotten than a second? Uh, I I don't know. I mean, maybe a third too, but I think it's about throwing another late pick in there, something, just something a little more. But all right, I I think uh, the Spence conversation is going to be fun because we could turn him even into like a goalie too. Like, could we try and get another young goalie if Portillo doesn't work out? I mean, you know, you look at all the guys like Askarov and uh, Wallstad and stuff like that. Our, our team's stacked in front of them. And they could move for a right-handed defenseman. They could play now for a goalie that could be ready in a year or two. It's definitely a question for the offseason, but it's – Yeah. I mean, Roy is definitely valuable, but it's like how much money is he going to cost come summertime, right? Because he's up for a contract. Right. And we're, we're in a position to now – you want to stay on this really good stack team, or you want to go test free agency? Go test free agency. See you later. You, you'll be Clark, replaced. Clark and Spence can hold the fort. Yeah. yeah. Right. And one more last shout out to Joe's boy Grundstrom. He's just doing his thing, running around, throwing his body around, scoring goals when we need him. That's Tonka Truck right there. Yeah, I, uh, definitely a fan of his play so far this season. All right. Wasn't so much of a fan of his uh, towards the end of last year. I still think, honestly, I still think if that guy got consistent, like uh, third, second line minutes or minutes with a person that can feed him the puck, he obviously has a shot. Yeah. And he's also also a, a friggin' wrecking ball. Uh, so, I mean, I guess for better or for worse, like if we just park him on the fourth line. Mm-hmm. And he th- thinks that's what his worth is, uh, you know, can keep him for for longer term. Somebody's probably going to come pluck him eventually just because. All right, Kings fans, that's our show for today. Don't forget to like, subscribe, check that notification bell. Until next time, stay classy. And go Kings, go! Go Kings. Go Kings. Go Kings. Go Kings.